0: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking
1: with Alfred Edmund Jr. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. Cryptocurrency investing is a hot topic, due in part to the skyrocketing valuation of Bitcoin last year. But do you understand exactly what cryptocurrencies are? And more important, are you missing a golden opportunity if you don't invest in cryptocurrencies now? as in right now. Stick with me and I promise to give you the answers that make the most sense when it comes to Bitcoin investing and setting your financial priorities. I'll also have an insightful and powerful conversation with speaker, author, and financial educator Tiffany Alice, better known as The Budget Nista. Alice will share what it means to live richer in 2018. But first, Bitcoin investing as a key to black wealth is a hot topic on social media. Thanks to skyrocketing valuation of the world's first decentralized digital currency, meaning there's no central bank or single administrator, interest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency reached a fever pitch as last year drew to a close and it'll likely continue into 2018 and beyond. As a result, Bitcoin investing has spilled over into mainstream awareness, driving often breathless discussion and debate. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Bitcoin is hot. Is it foolish not to invest in it now? Or are you a fool if you do? Well, much of the social media discourse around Bitcoin investing, particularly among African Americans, falls into two distinct camps. First, Bitcoin investing is a golden opportunity to build wealth. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get in on the ground floor of the first major wealth creation opportunity of the 21st century and to close America's racial wealth gap. African Americans need to invest now or get left behind once again. However, the other side says... Bitcoin investing is fool's gold. It's a bubble waiting to pop. The rapidly escalating valuation of Bitcoin has all of the markings of the past tech and real estate bubbles that burst, causing financial devastation for millions of Americans and leaving our economy in a shambles. Only fools would buy into Bitcoin as a get-rich-quick investment opportunity. Now, whether you're in one camp or the other, or somewhere in between, before you consider engaging in Bitcoin investing, you need to be clear about what exactly you're investing in. Listen, the fastest way to lose your money and to get ripped off by the many cryptocurrency scam artists crawling out of the woodwork and slithering across the internet is to put your money into Bitcoin or any investment that you don't thoroughly understand cryptocurrency multi-level marketing schemes have already emerged on the scene. So if you're not willing to spend time and energy to become thoroughly educated about Bitcoin or any potential investment opportunity, you should not be putting your money into it. If you don't get it, and I mean really get it, don't invest in it. Just so you know, my standard for my comprehension of just about anything is whether I could explain it to an average 12-year-old. Now, I can't seem to explain the term blockchain so far, so I'm far from an expert, and have no plans to add Bitcoin to my portfolio at this point in time. But for now, here's a very basic explanation. A cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work as a medium of exchange, control the creation of additional units of currency, kind of how the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve decide when to print new money and how much to keep in circulation, and also verify the transfer of assets. Think of it as digital money. However, unlike U.S. tender, better known as cold, cold cash, buying and selling Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency is far more complex. By the way, while Bitcoin was the first there are more than 13,000 digital currencies and counting. In fact, the company Eastman Kodak, remember Kodak cameras? They just announced that they're creating a new Bitcoin for their photographers. You can go to blackenterprise.com and check out How to Invest in Bitcoin by Sequoia Blodgett to learn some more of the basics. However, the question I'm addressing here is not how to, but should you? The answer? You know what I'm going to say. It depends, of course. The best investment options are different for each individual, depending on your current lifestyle, your future needs, and your short and long-term financial goals. However, building wealth is never about finding that hot, can't-miss investment opportunity. It's about considering every investment option within the context of a broad, diverse investment strategy and your overall financial plan. That's why the first step to becoming an investor is not finding that can't-miss hot investment. Yesterday, it was that hot tech IPO. Today, it's Bitcoin. Tomorrow, who knows? It's really about developing a financial plan personalized specifically for you and then managing it and adjusting it over time as your circumstances change, ideally with the help of a qualified financial planner. The primary role of a good financial planner is planning not just selling investment products, though they may do that too. He or she should help you to set your financial goals, which will determine which types of investments and what asset allocations make sense for your particular situation. Think of them as your financial navigators, paid to help you to create a roadmap and to keep you on course with your current savings, tax positions, investment returns, and your future financial needs. That way... When the chance to buy Bitcoin or any investment opportunity comes up, you'll have a way to tell if it's really right for you, and if so, exactly how much money you should put at risk. Just check it against your plan. On the other hand, if you don't really have a financial plan, much less a financial planner, you have no way to judge whether or not Bitcoin investing or any investment opportunity makes sense. So yes, Bitcoin is hot, but it's also new, largely unregulated, difficult for the average person to trade, and even banned or restricted in some countries. Therefore, it's what we call a speculative investment. There's a good chance that you will lose every penny you invest. This means you should not be raiding your emergency fund, taking out a second mortgage or a 401k loan, borrowing against your credit card or going to any other extremes just to pour money into Bitcoin. And if you have no other investment assets, or you're carrying high interest debt, have no emergency savings, and or haven't fully funded your retirement accounts, you have no business putting all of your money into Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, no matter how hot it gets. In any case, the total amount invested in Bitcoin and any other speculative high-risk investments combined should not comprise any more than 3% to 5% of your total portfolio. The other 90-plus percent should be a diversified mix of mutual funds, index funds, stocks, bonds, insurance, and other more traditional investments with predictable returns. The goal, as always, is to spread your risk. That way, if Bitcoin continues to boom, you're in a position to be rewarded with an appreciating asset, and maybe you'll even cash out with a capital gain at some point. On the other hand, if it goes bust, the net damage to your overall financial health will be minimal. Now you can go to blackenterprise.com to learn more about cryptocurrencies. Check for the How to Invest in Bitcoin post by Black Enterprise Silicon Valley tech editor, Sequoia Blodgett. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'm Alfred Edmond Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message comes from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. You can find out more at let state farm here to help life go right. We're back with money matters, wealthy thinking I'm Alfred Edmond jr. And now you definitely want to listen up, especially if one of your resolutions for the new year is to live richer in 2018. If that's you and I'm thinking it is since you're listening to this podcast, you want to hear from today's guest, the nationally recognized author, speaker, and financial educator, Tiffany Alicia. Better known as the Budget Nista, Alicia has launched a brand new Live Richer Challenge, the Net Worth Edition. She shares how helping you to live richer became her mission.
2: Thank you for having me, Alfred. I'm super excited. I feel like we haven't spoken in forever.
0: See, we're going to fix that. <laughs> you got some exciting things on the horizon, and you really have led what now can legitimately called a movement in the area of people really getting the skills, the tools, and more importantly, the mindset and encouragement they need to really reduce their debt, and more importantly, to not reduce it just for the sake of reducing it, but to actually improve the quality of their lives. Um, in your words, to actually live richer. So talk a little bit about how you started on this path to becoming this really wealthy thinker in the area of uh, improving the quality of your life by living richer and what you're doing now to advance that as we move into the new year.
2: Well, I guess I would say I started at home in that my father and my mother taught my sisters and I about money really early on, especially my dad who was a CFO and an accountant. So I learned those lessons through kind of osmosis, but then we actually had like literal weekly lessons, like this is how you budget, this is how you save, this is how you open a bank account, those kind of lessons, and I took them with me, especially in college, they really came in handy, because none of my friends knew anything, and then after college, I became a teacher, and I found that the parents of the kids that I was teaching, they knew nothing, and so I started just sharing what I knew, and one thing I've learned about teaching is that when you teach, you learn twice. So as I shared, you know, my acumen for budgeting and saving and credit and debt reduction, that I was relearning those things each and every time, and I got really good at them. And then the recession hit, and like most people and many people, I lost my job, and the budgetista was kind of born out of necessity because there were no jobs to be had. Because as a teacher, if you lose your job and it's the beginning of the school year, they already have a teacher. Like, classes don't open without teachers. And so... I decided instead that I was going to start my own business, and I did, and the number one ask people kept asking me for because they were still recovering from the recession mm-hmm. is, can you teach me how to manage my money so I can make it through these really tough times, and the budget needs to was born, and I started to really focus on women because that's who I was getting the feedback from. This was before I understood analytics and stuff, and then once I did understand it, I realized, wow, there's, it's really women who are listening. And so I really started to gear my lesson toward helping women live richer lives. Because for women, the goal is not money. Money is merely one of the tools to achieve the larger goal, which is living whatever type of life that you really desire. And so that's why I teach from a place of that I'm not here to get you to get rich just to be rich. It's what is it that you want to do with um, the money that you say that you want? Because you might find you don't need as much as you as you, as you think you do. Um, is it that you want to start a business? Do you want to travel? Maybe you want to donate. Um, maybe you want to go back to school or buy a home. How do we get you to that? Because that is truly where life really starts to get good when you can experience these things that you desire um, because money is not going, to, it's not going to sustain any sort of happiness unless you can translate that money into the ultimate goal, which is to live a richer life.
0: I think it's been said, wealth is not about money, it's about options. You've done a really great job with all of your work at helping people to identify what is it that you really, really want, and then how do you create the options to get what you want, and making that the definition of living richer, as opposed to some kind of artificial, I need to make X amount of money, or worse, Mm -hmm. I need to deprive myself of X amount of things in order to really... Um, And once you start defining things in terms of deprivation, you almost already sabotage a person's ability to achieve their goals.
1: You can learn more about Tiffany Alicia at TheBudgetNista.com. And be sure to check out her latest Live Richer Challenge Net Worth Edition at LRCNetWorth.com. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook: Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell love, get screwed. How decisions in pursuit of sex, love, and relationships impact your career, business, and financial success at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And do not forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, and I know you do, take some time and leave a five star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Come back for more next week.
0: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.